The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. If you're anything like me, then sometimes you almost feel envious of the Bible time believers. I mean, just look at the crazy and marvelous displays of God's glory that they got to see with their own two eyes. You can think of the Israelites going out of Egypt and that display of fire coming down between them and the Egyptians so that they could escape. And before they could even start to forget that, then all of a sudden they're walking between these two massive walls of water only to watch as they pass through and that same sea utterly destroys the enemies who had held them in slavery for so long. Wow, they knew a powerful God was on their side and it was completely clear. Or how about this morning? On the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John see Jesus with glory so bright, face and garments like the sun, a voice so booming that they fall down terrified. Before Jesus places his hand on them and says, Do not be afraid. He was on their side. And what a comfort for them to know that that powerful one with such terrifying glory was on their side. He cared for them. So what's our evidence? What's our proof that this almighty God and terrifying God is on our side? Is it a miracle? Maybe angels? Maybe a booming voice from heaven? Well, Paul tells us this morning what we get for our proof. He says, try trials persecutions, sufferings. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. In fact, these things seem to be the opposite kind of proof. Proof that maybe Jesus is not on our side. Seem to be reasons that he's forgotten us, that we're not on the winning team, or that Jesus has gone to captain a different one, because why would he leave his own people to suffer like this, to to face trials and hatred about being on his team, being a Christian. Where's our proof? Friends, don't let the devil win. That's exactly how he wants you to think. He wants you to turn upside down what God intends to be beautiful evidence for you right here. You see, it's not about the trials and persecutions themselves, although the Bible does say that even those in their own right are proof that you are blessed. But rather, it's about the powerful faith that God has given you to persevere through those trials. And that is beautiful evidence. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes this morning. I'll start one verse before our second reading. 
He writes, Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. This same God of the blazing fire, the amazing appearance on the Mount of Transfiguration, the dazzling pupil-frying displays of glory, has put powerful faith in you. And don't you start to think that that's any less powerful than any of those dazzling displays. Now listen to what Jesus himself says about that faith God has placed in you. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from there to here, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Sure, we aren't moving mountains right now with our faith because God hasn't called us to do that. But what God has called us to is to use that faith to to have faith that, yes, has the power to move mountains, to persevere through these trials, sufferings, and persecutions that Christians so often face. And as we persevere through them, we see the incredible evidence. The evidence that God's judgment is right, like Paul wrote, that he has given us power, real power. The fact that we're able to go through all the trials and persecutions, the fact that you're able to go through those and still call on God at the end of it all, that's power. That's evidence. The fact that even in all that, you still wrestle with him in prayer. The fact that you still call on the name of the Lord even when the world, our enemies, our trials, our hardships are screaming, let him go. That's power. That's real evidence of the powerful faith God has put right here in each of you. The same kind of power behind the dazzling displays of glory. It's spectacular evidence that he is on your side. And Paul writes for us what we wait for with that powerful faith God's given us. God is just, Paul writes. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. That should be terrifying. Jesus, true God, coming in blazing fire with his powerful angel army. But see the powerful faith he's given you? To know that that powerful, terrifying one, this judge, is not here to be a terror to you, but to your enemies. And in fact, what this terrifying seeing comes with, what Christ is coming in this blazing fire to do, is bring us something that we least expect. Relief. Sweet relief from our powerful Savior, from all the trials and persecutions we face. A relief that's only sweetened by those struggles that 
God has brought us through with that powerful faith he's given. How good is God? He turns trouble into comfort. He turns what the world says is hopeless into reasons to hope. Two summers ago, I had hope for a very different reason. Okay, I'll admit it, it was for a sports team. My favorite team, the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm from Wisconsin, so. And I wanted to go see them because they were in the championship game. And they had the chance to win it all. It was game six of the NBA Finals, so I had to be there. I was one of 60,000 people smashed together like sardines outside that stadium, craning our necks to get a peek at the screen they had playing the game. And oh, we were excited. I mean, it wasn't the most comfortable thing ever to be smacked in there with thousands of strangers and rubbing elbows with them. And it was hot. It was sweaty. Um, people were over drinking. It was a little bit of a mess. But, but that TV, that screen was on. And we were excited to see our champions pull it off. That is until the middle of the second half when the screen suddenly went dark. You can imagine how the crowd reacted. They were angry. And suddenly, people began to realize that, yeah, it's not super fun to be bumping elbows with thousands of strangers while you're hungry and thirsty with no food and water and hot and sweaty. And next thing you know, fights were breaking out, fences were getting torn down, and it was a mess. We'd lost focus on our champions We can't lose focus on our champion, Christ. Because when we do, when we let our focus slip or we dim that light of Christ in our lives, then suddenly, yeah, we start to notice how difficult this life is around us, how cruddy life can be. That, yeah, it's not fun to be rubbing up against trials and persecutions and pain constantly. And it feels utterly hopeless. And that's how it would be without a champion to put our hope in. But remember that powerful evidence Paul talked about. The powerful faith that God has put in you through trials. The powerful faith to look and see you do have a champion to focus on. To look to for strength. And he's on our side. And unlike me and that crowd in Milwaukee, you already know the end result. The victory is already won. That's why he went down from that glorious moment on the mountain of transfiguration to go and bear his cross to die for us. It was to win that victory. To assure us that he's on our side. And we will see it. Yes, even with these eyes. Paul writes, He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His might. We may not see it now, but a time is coming when God will make things right. For all the pain and suffering that the world wants to bring on us, that the devil wants to bring on us, these persecutions, 
for all the wins they think they have now, it will be an eternal loss. That screen in Milwaukee did eventually turn back on before the end of the game to the delight of the crowd. Then people forgot about those troubles again as our focus was on our champions. And they did it. They pulled it off. They got the win. And we celebrated. The fireworks fireworks went off. The confetti was streaming down. And it was awesome. A few days later, I found myself at the victory parade cheering on our champions. And we praised them. How much more amazing will that victory parade for our champion, Christ, how much more amazing will that be when he comes in blazing fire with a powerful angel army, a, a parade that will bring terror to our foes. But for us, sweet relief and sweet praise to our champion. Paul writes, on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and marveled at among all those who have believed, this includes you because you have believed our testimony to you. Glorified in His holy people. Can you believe that? This almighty Savior, true God, who comes in blazing fire with powerful angels, that's glorious. But His true glory? It's in you. You. Bringing you home to heaven. That is his glory. That glorious, victorious day is as special to him as it is to you, if not more so. Yeah, he's going to come in blazing fire with an angel army, and it will be a terrifying sight to see, but not when he's on our side. Our champion. And be assured that this includes you. Because you believe. You have that powerful faith that gives evidence that he is on our side as he brings you every day through the pain, trials, persecutions that you face. A faith through which you receive his holiness that he earned for you and gave to you through that faith. So see yourselves there, present at that victory prayed of our champion, because you'll be there. You'll be there marveling. You'll be there praising. And you know that he comes in terror, yes, but not to us. For us, he is our champion. And what do we do for now? We gather here, praising God in this little foretaste of that heavenly victory prayed that we're all going to get to see. And Sundays like these, they are a wonderful teaser for what's to come. But I know, you're like me. You want to see a dazzling appearance of our Lord Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, you will. You will. Paul tells you, you will. You are going to see something even more amazing than that transfiguration, you're going to see Jesus coming in blazing fire with an angel army, and he's on our side. A terror to our foes, 
but our champion. In Christ, amen.